149 divided by werewolves. Happy June. Uh, I was talking to my wife today. So last week, Memorial Day was Monday, and I went to see churches on Memorial Day. And it was a fucking amazing show. Absolutely amazing show. But I stood in the rain. And when I say I stood in the rain, I don't mean like it light rain. I mean like a torrential Noah-esque, <laughs> you yeah. know, arc-level flood rain. For yeah, that, that actually happened. Uh, it was it wasn't the last show I went to because I went to those two shows in mm-hmm. November, whenever it was. Um, went to see Jelly Roll and I went to see Guar in a, in mm-hmm. a two days span, which was amazing. But I think before that, the last show I went to was um, was Warp Tour, and uh, it was the. I don't think it. I think it was like supposed to be the last year. It was either the last supposed to be last year, which mm-hmm. ended up not being the last year, or it was the comeback show, whichever it was. They were like so close together. And I went to both, but anyway, uh, um, it was the last time I went to Warp Tour, and uh, Twisted was playing, and I was so excited mm-hmm. that Twisted was at Warp Tour, and so I we went and Twisted, uh, not your typical old Warp Tour act, uh, went on fairly early on the second stage and. Uh, was facing we're facing them and it's just you know it's it's always summertime Warp Tour is like yes miserably hot it's like August in Atlanta yeah and just blazing hot right and and so we're facing the stage they're on and just blue skies behind them man having a great time they get done I turn around and it's pitch black in the other direction yep and uh, I was like oh no and it like as soon as they got done it hit. Yeah, and I do not like to be wet. I hate to be wet. That's the thing for me. Yeah, I'm miserable. Like, like, I, I, I need to be in the shower, or you know, like I, I can't. I don't like wet clothing on me. Uh-huh. And so I was fucking miserable for the rest of that day. And I was like, I was like, I'm walking to the car. Fuck this. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> like I hate this, but yeah. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and that's the thing. Like so. It was, I mean, absolutely an amazing show. They are so good. And, I mean, just total command of the whole stage. Just, and they're they're just put on a fucking incredible show. But here's the thing that I didn't realize. Well, first of all, I knew it was an outdoor uh, venue because I saw Manchester Orchestra Mm -hmm. there in October. And it literally is like you're walking down 2nd Street or 2nd Avenue, I don't remember, uh, in St. Petersburg, you know, you like you pass a bar. There's like an open an opening, like you know, like you could think, oh, okay, well, this is just like a courtyard. You drive your car in for deliveries for these restaurants. Nope, turn in. That's it. There's a little. It's like a, it's oh. literally like where normally there would be a building. It's just an open space, big gotcha. big ass tree in the middle of it, and then there's a stage. That's cool. Well, though. It's it's a great place to see a show, except for the fact that the city of St. Petersburg has a noise ordinance that says you can't play past 11 o'clock or you'll get arrested. So Ah. it's not so much that like I got rained on. It's that I'm going, when the fuck are they coming out to play? Because I would like them to be able to do their full set. Um, Mm. But when I say like I was drenched, I like every, literally every, every part of it, there was not anything I was wearing or carrying. And thank God my phone is like waterproof. And I had like the presence of mind to take, I was, take most of the stuff out of my wallet because I'm like, it'd be bad enough if something happened and I got mugged and mm. lost my driver's license. I don't need to cancel four credit cards. Not that I have four credit cards, but you know what I mean. 
my target yeah. card or my health savings account card. I don't want people out there getting free health care <laughs> on my dime. What is this, Canada? No. <laughs> um, so I'd already, like, taken most of the stuff out of my wallet. But, like, I got home, and I had to drive. It's a 45-minute drive from St. Petersburg to my house. Mm. And so – and it – the rain ended in terms of the torrential downpour, but it still rained all night long. So I got home and I was still completely drenched. Um, and so I wore the concert shirt today and I was at the grocery store. And I looked down and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing this shirt. Because it's the funny thing is the Publix that I go to, their go-to line, like whether the bagger or the, the cashiers, oh, I like your shirt. Mm. Yep, got it. Thanks. And then some of the younger guys will comment on the band. And I'm always just like, are you like, is it that you've heard of Led Zeppelin because your grandfather listened to them? (laughs) 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 Or actually like a Led Zeppelin fan, right? So I was wearing, and I looked down at my shirt and just kind of chuckled like, oh, I'm wearing my church's shirt. I wonder if anybody would tell me why I like my shirt. And then it struck me, Jesus, it hasn't even been a week (laughs) since I got this shirt. It was a week ago tomorrow. Like, and I'm like, oh my god, how is it that last week lasted for 17 years? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so happy June. Uh, we are uh, fully ensconced in summer. Good, bad, or indifferent. Rainy season has officially started in Florida, which means you had a tropical storm warning blowing up my phone all Friday night. So yay. Um, but, um, but along with, uh, you know, the summer, we have the, I guess what is, we could now maybe consider officially summer movie season has started. So we'll, we'll get into the, the, uh, Tom Cruise returning to his rightful place as the person kicking off summer movies. But, uh, before we get into that, you have a Blu-ray packed to the gills (laughs) for, uh, off season. I do, yeah. I um, the, the fine people at RLJE once again uh, saw fit to to offer up me a, a Blu-ray for review, uh, and this is off season. We talked about it on uh, 144. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both liked the movie, very yeah, good movie. absolutely. Um, uh, and so I got the Blu-ray and very excited for it, ready to dig into the bonus stuff. And I pop it in the the player there, and I'm of course initially hit with a a flood of trailers for other things, most of which we've already seen. But then I get to the main menu and it says play movie and it says setup. And I thought, huh, man, do they still do setup on DVDs? <laughs> it's going to show you how long it's been since I had a DVD. Yeah. You know, it's like the subs and the yeah, audio yeah, yeah. channels and all that, you know, things that are important to people who have equipment that I don't have or, or, you know, are smart enough to, to be able to tell the difference between um, these different <laughs> audio tracks, and I am not that person. Uh, I just have the the Bose little system that I have, mm-hmm. and I don't even know exactly what all it does. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, off season. Uh, like I said, if you want to hear about the movie, um, kind of quick thing is it's, it's sort of a very um, Lovecraft inspired mm-hmm. um, kind of fishing town um, tale. Uh, with a very cool ending, and like again, it's on uh, 144. If you want to check out uh, the movie itself, 
Yep. Now, as for the Blu-ray, uh, I'll just run through real quick uh, what this says. It says, written and directed by Mickey Keating of Psychopaths fame. Off-season stars Jocelyn Donahue, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Swanberg, Richard Brake, who was amazing, uh, Melora Walters, and Jeremy Gardner, who mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider a star of the movie, but was the reason I initially wanted to see it. Yep. Um, and, yeah, um, Blu-ray comes out on June 14th, DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, again, RLJE, so it's one of those that I, I keep talking about it, but in case you've not heard me mention it before, you're probably only going to find this on DVD at like Walmart, if Walmart's your only uh, outlet like it is for me. Best Buy generally will have the Blu-rays. Um, they, they tend to drop at about $13. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the movie's certainly worth that. I just really wish there had been any, but I mean, not even a stills gallery, dude. That would have taken somebody 20 minutes. Like, I don't right. know, like... I was so I wanted to see behind the scenes stuff. I wanted the interviews with the director. Like I wanted to get more into the movie and that's the problem with these things. Like I get excited for the movies and after I see them, I want to, I want to immediately go into, you know, bonus stuff. I want to see. Why did they choose? Why did they make the choices they did? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I want to hear the inspiration for the story. Maybe it's something I'll check out and read and enjoy. You know, it's one yeah, of those things. Exactly. And and this is just as bare bones as it gets, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, like embrace the ability to, um, to give the people who are interested in the background and and the choices you made, give them an opportunity to to kind of understand and not not understand, but just you know explain. Yeah, it, it, to me, it just enhances the experience. And, yeah. and it, to be honest, like I get excited to watch the movie again sometimes after I. Get yeah, it because when you it. right, when you you know to point, you're like, oh, okay, shit. Like, let me see, you know, let me let me re reexamine that. Let me go back, mm-hmm. that, knowing that, oh, okay, they they had this in mind or that in mind. Let me go back and see, um, you know, how now I view something. Maybe maybe I wasn't sure about it before. I I didn't like it as much before, but. Um, you know, I, I now have a, a different perspective on things. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks to RLJE, but uh, step your step your special feature game up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll <laughs> boy, I'll throw together a stills game. Hell yeah. I'll, I, I'll I even do, do I'll even do, I'll take over Robert Rodriguez's cooking school. I will teach you how to make, uh, <laughs> can I just give, I want to give a shout out to, Okay, so Ben Gilbert, he's this dude. I I only know him from Twitter. He's a writer for um, business. Uh, I think it's like business intelligence. I only know him on Twitter, but uh, I know him because of just knowing back when I used to write about video games, and he knows those people because he used to write about video games for Joystick. So I kind of just know him on Twitter from following all those people, and he would always talk about making these bodega style breakfast sandwiches. And I would always be like, what's your secret? And he's like, oh, I'm going to put together a video. And I would always like, he'd post something and be like, oh, I made breakfast sando. And I'm like, where's the video? So he, he tweeted at me a couple of days ago. And he's like, the video's ready. It's going up on Saturday. So like, I've been trying to crack the breakfast sandwich code for a while now. And I've tried different things. I've tried, let me try this bread. Let me scramble the egg and fold it like McDonald's does. Let me try with the cheese. Let me try, you know, like a English muffin. Let me try, let me butter it and then fry it. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I couldn't get it right. And I'm like, I'm like, 
he's his pictures are legit like that's like like in okay so like in 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 the fantabulous emancipation of harley quinn like when she goes to the bodega and gets mm. the breakfast sandwich like that to me is like that's it right there that's what you want mm-hmm. so he finally like he posted the video on saturday and i watched it and i learned a, just a few things and that's the thing like i just learned a couple things mm. and i went following his video like for example like i cr- i did fresh cracked black pepper on the bacon before i made it like i made the egg exactly the way he made it i fucking and i had a like couple days old buns in the pantry and i i made that shit and my wife was just she wouldn't shut up about it. she's like this is so good this is the best <laughs> breakfast ever. and i'm like i mean fucking Shout like shout out to Ben Gilbert. I think it's the real Ben Gilbert or real on at Twitter because that that I mean just those few tips, man. It fucking pushed my breakfast sandwich game up. And like so, R L R G A L E. Like I'll fucking do that shit for you. I'll do the Robert Rodriguez cooking school. I'll I got I I got a I got a I got a vegan fucking sweet potato enchilada recipe that'll fucking blow your mind you'll be like no way is this vegan like you will you will absolutely like i will we'll do it hook us up just fuck yeah we'll do commentary if you can't get anybody right. else to holla at oh. your boys not and not like some bullshit ms3tk whatever the fuck it is style either no. like genuine uh, you know enthusiastic engaged unless your movie sucks like i'm not gonna lie Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. We're going to be honest. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Let's get it. Just it's better it. than nothing. I mean, that's all I'm saying. As I'm saying, like, Jocelyn Donahue's in your movie, and you can't fucking do a 30-minute on Jocelyn Donahue? Shit, I could right. do 90 minutes on Jocelyn Donahue. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Jeremy Gardner is yes. a busy man, but he's not that busy. Like, he would have talked to you about off-season. I I'll think. talk to him about off-season. I would love to have heard him talk about it. I mean, Fuck yes. you had him on set for at least a day. You couldn't mm-hmm. sit him down. <laughs> right. You can't catch him in between trips to craft services. Come on right. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So first up, before we get into the movies, I want to talk about what I think is the funniest thing I've heard this year in a year where not a lot of funny things have happened. Let's be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. It's been a rough I was in the pool today. The pool's my happy place. And I was just thinking about things to say on the show tonight. And then I changed my mind because I was like, we're not going there. But I got so much to say. But I'm not, we're not, I'm not going to do that. I think it is hilarious that <laughs> the people at Sony saw people online what they thought was a genuine, enthusiastic <laughs> outpouring of love and support for Morbius yeah. Yeah. and decided to bring it back to a thousand theaters. And I don't know what the full weekend tally is, but I know by midway through the weekend, it had grossed $85,000, which means <laughs> a per screen average of $85. And all I can think of is that no one under the age of 30 was in the room when they made the decision 
yeah. to put it back. Because anyone under 30 would be like, they're just fucking with you. They're just having right. fun. This is not real. This is, remember snakes on a plane? <laughs> like, do you remember snakes on a plane? For those of you not old enough to remember, get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. Snakes on a plane started out as like an internet joke, like... um Jeffrey uh, Townsend, who did a, an online comic strip called Wigu, um, and uh, he made a joke about and it kind of took off that there was a movie with Sam Jackson called Snakes on a Plane. And they, a studio, mistook internet interest for real life. <laughs> like, here's what's hard to understand, and this is for both you know, lay people and extremely online people is that when you're extremely online, it feels very much like everyone is. But when you get out of that bubble, you realize like people don't talk in gifts. Like this is not, they use words, full, complete sentences. (laughs) But also like if you are an old outside looking in on that you just think oh shit this is the zeitgeist this is the shit we're gonna spend actual millions of dollars on a movie called snakes on a plane and because because the internet blew up over it it's gonna be just like huge and then it fucking flops like to me all i could think about when they were like we're bringing morbius back for a thousand screens was snakes on a plane that's all i could think about (laughs) Yeah, uh, like yeah, oh yeah. Some some really old guy executive sitting in the room was like, like, the kids are the kids are memeing on it. What exactly it? right. Like Let's it's Morbin time. Like <laughs> one, th- I would bet you a thousand. I would bet you a million dollars. I will sign over. I, I don't own my house outright, but I will sign <laughs> over whatever I own in my house to you right now if you can tell me that someone in that room did not enthusiastically say it's Morbin time. <laughs> I'm, listen, it would have been me. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> like, <clears throat> so, I, real, you know. so, so real quick, let, let's get into Morbius because I was both uh, pleasantly surprised that mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad as mm-hmm. Let There Be Carnage. Right. But also, so, like, I was so struck by just how by the numbers it was as far as a superhero movie in 2022. Right. Um, You know, Jared Leto gives us all for everything, and he did in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Matt Matt Smith did the Matt Smith did the you know the typical um, you know I'm the bad guy I'm gonna dance around you know I'm gonna have the scene where I'm getting my boogie on as I'm evil and 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 you know and I'm gonna be like we could be gods you know whatever and 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 people you know fucking Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal is like cops like what the like yeah. Tyrese you are not how are you not fucking Swimming in a pool full of gold coins from Fast and Furious money alone. Like, how is that? Yeah. How are you? How is this what you're picking? Um, and it just, Jared Harris was in it. Like, I mean, good, a good cast. Uh, Adria Ar- Arjona, you know, but it's like, the, it was so by the numbers and so, like, I don't even, it just was, I don't know, it was, 
it's kind of there. There wasn't anything new, yeah. or I mean, the effects were cool, like the yes, echolocation, the you know, the kind of flying, but also being missed at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was cool, but I just I was like, uh. here's here's my thing, and and it struck me almost from the beginning. Um, I knew very early on that I wasn't going to hate this the way, and I honestly I don't think that the internet, the the people that are memeing on this movie, most of them haven't even seen it. I don't it think just, so either. It was just 100%. decided at whatever point, you know, yeah, and I'm so sick just, of this shit. Yep. You know, it was just decided at some point that this was going to be, it was going to be fun or funny to make fun of it. And, and it was going to tank and we're going to review bomb it and all this bullshit because people give so much of a fuck about Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm certainly not one of those people. Right. Um, and, and I don't think that, I, I don't think most of those people have even seen it. Um, I had a blast watching it. I laughed at things that were supposed to be serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rolled my eyes at things that were supposed to be serious. Yeah. But I had fun. And in my mind, somewhere in an alternate dimension of some sort or, or you know, some better place than we're in right now, there is a cinematic universe wherein Morbius, the first Venom movie, and Vin Diesel Bloodshot are in the same place. I, I would – yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like to me. You know, yeah. I, I said we, we, we talked about Venom, you know, when it first hit, and I think we were kind of negative on it. Um, but as I've mentioned since, I've seen it because my kid – it was one of those ones that the kids got a hold of and just they wanted to watch it. Oh, like Katie was wanting to watch Venom over and over. Yeah. And I don't know if it's it's just that I – kind of yeah, wasn't over time. what it yeah. was or over time. I just, I found an appreciation for it. But what it ends up being is just a fun time to watch. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at with Morbius. I was like, man, if they sent Bloodshot somehow after this cat, that would be a hell yeah. of a fucking fun movie. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I don't I'm, think it's as bad at all as people are acting like. I don't this. think so either. I do think, though, that one of the things that really bothered me about it is, you know, their trying to do this post you know credits bullshit yes with um no way home because you know and i'm gonna spoil it because i don't care uh you know basically the the post credit scene is that um you know uh tombs there uh adrian tombs from um you know the first spider-man movie um he he gets warped to you know Morbius land, and then gets freed because he's like, oh, this dude just kind of showed up in this jail cell, and then Morbius is like driving along in his car, and then Tombs shows up in his vulture suit, and is like, we should team up. So okay, two things about that. One, they were very clear and far from home that people who knew who Spider-Man was, were getting pulled into the MC Spider-Man universe, not mm-hmm. the other way around. So they, they changed that <clears throat> for no other reason than just to change it, to say Tombs gets popped back to the Morbius universe, which doesn't make sense at all, because as much as these are Spider-Man adjacent villains, we don't even know Spider-Man exists in that universe because if he did and two fucking vampires are tearing up new york city don't you think he would have shown up (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> and then two, Adrian Toomes got his suit entirely from uh, tech he had scavenged from the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. It's all alien tech that he repurposed. He stole and repurposed into weapons mm-hmm. that he sold and to his vulture suit. So he gets out of jail in non-Avengers, non-MC universe, and somehow just through, what, grit and determination, builds a fully functioning, <laughs> nearly identical vulture suit. For, and it's like, and that's the thing where I'm like, look, you have an entire, you own the rights to the whole fucking kit and caboodle, right? You have an entire universe of Spider-Man playthings to play with. Like, mm. and, and, and you go back to this well that makes no sense. You have to make so many yeah. weird logical leaps in order for it to make sense. Like, why God, not make it, fucking Craven the Hunter show up? Like, people would lose blade. their shit if Craven the oh, Hunter God, showed man. up, and 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 was was like, you know, fucking Joe Mangiato, whatever the fuck his name is, Mangianello, yeah. showed up <laughs> right. as Craven the Hunter and was like, we should team up. People would lose their minds. But instead, yeah. you just try to somehow fit it in when it doesn't make sense, and that's why I was like, why? And I mean, I know why. I just it bugged the yeah. shit out of me. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it, man. Imagine, God, I would have flipped my shit if, like, Wesley Snipes had stepped into frame. Oh, my God, that would have been even better, right? Like, yeah, like he would have had a reason if he was, like, you know, the fucking day, the daywalker team was oh, like, yeah, hey, man. I got some tips or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the uh, point is, were like. vampires in New York. <laughs> exactly, right. But, I mean, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, whatever. Uh, so, you know. Uh, apologies to whatever Sony person decided to bring more of these back to theaters. I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure your severance package will be, be fine. Oh, he's fine. Yeah, He'll he's do good. just fine. He's doing better than I am. So yeah, no shit. Um, all right, what do you want to do next? You want to do hatching, or you want to do Top Gun? Uh, we could do hatching, I guess. I'll, I'll just do Top Gun since we're not going to spend a lot of time on Top Gun. Okay. So Top Gun Maverick, of course, uh, the long awaited sequel to uh, Top Gun. Um, took my wife to see it. She actually was like, was talking with I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to want to go see Top Gun in, in IMAX. She was like, well, I might go with you. And I was like, really? So we went, had a blast. Of course, in IMAX, it was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the thing about this movie is, is what I liked about it is how much, you know, you, you go to a movie where Tom Cruise's, you know, top billing. Even if you look at something like the Mission Impossible films, where, you know, Tom Cruise is the reason you go. He's got a, a full, you know, really fantastic supporting cast in those movies, and mm. they they do fantastic work. But it's still a Tom Cruise movie. You know, this movie, same thing. But I felt like there was so much more in terms of what he was, you know, or, or what the other actors and actresses were allowed. The, to do and, and how much they were yeah. allowed to take um, and it almost felt like 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 almost like a, a, an older Tom Cruise saying I'm now training 
and and we'll get into this later, like a new generation of of actors and actresses, you know, mm-hmm. how I kind of wanted to have been trained when I was young. I'm I'm kind of saying now it's your time. I'm giving you the tools. I'm starting you down the road of someone who is leans super heavy into practical effects, doing as much of their own stunt work as possible, making sure that whoever's sitting down watching this movie feels as much as possible that I am actually doing this thing because this is what I did and this I built a career on this and people know when they go to one of my movies I'm not fucking around and mm-hmm. now I am teaching that to you and now you can do the same thing and you can go have these amazing careers and people will know the same thing you know when they go to see you mm-hmm. um, but I mean I mean it was just a great movie it was it was it was yeah. funny yeah, the, the action was fantastic absolutely yep. like the practical stuff was amazing um, yep. you know Jennifer Connelly was great they actually let John, Jennifer Connelly have like laugh lines and you know right. wrinkles around her mouth like they let her be a, an older not old but you know someone in in their 40s or whatever not like mm-hmm. some 20 year old or you know I mean there's such a there's such a it's like for women in Hollywood, you get to a point where you're just like, oh, I can't, you know, it's not reasonable that I would be dating the star. Well, now I'm what their mom. Like, <laughs> right. yes. I mean, Jennifer Connelly is two years older than me, so she's 52 years old, and they actually let her look like, you know, like I said, they let her have wrinkles, mm-hmm. like which is what you're supposed to look like, like not. Yes. You know, someone who's 52 years old shouldn't have the same face as a 20-year-old unless that 20-year-old had a really rough 20 years. <laughs> right, right. Well, even, you know, I don't know, it's obviously not as big of a thing for, for male actors, but even Tom Cruise looked old. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Because then, you know, Mission Impossible, Yeah. I don't know, if, I guess it's the makeup or whatever, but he, he still... Oh, he the new look. Mission Impossible trailer. It's the first time I was like, okay, like, my man, he's... He's starting to look his age, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just it, it was kind of a, a surprising thing that because you know, like I said, in the other Mission Impossible's, you almost can't tell that he's as old as yeah. he is at all. You know, and and in, and, and in Maverick, you could be like, oh yeah, he is old Maverick. Yeah, okay, cool. But I mean, it was such a great like everything about it was good. It was you know you heard that like Jason said in the, you know in our Discord like when that chord kicks in like dong yes. you know and like yes. danger zone kicks in and then you just see a guy who just is like kind of been chasing being in top gun forever and i mean and just like you know i don't it was just really it was just a very solid film because yeah. i rewatched top gun to prepare and that's still a solid film it still holds Absolutely. up yes. um and so you you want something that you know when you when you when you kind of saw what the trailers were with him and his group of you know younger uh pilots you know you, you're just kind of like well how is this gonna go and and i mean everybody had a chance to shine everybody had a chance to kind of to grow you know the the, the, the john ham was was great you know great yes. um yeah i mean it just was it really was i mean it was it was a it was a really you 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 could see how these movies were were the the bookmarks of you know like Pete Mitchell's career right yes um, yes like it made sense for him to given where he started to to end up 
um, yeah. in this place. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those. I'll, I'll say it's like um, to me, this is like legacy sequel perfected in yeah. that it it's a fantastic sequel to a very old movie. Yeah, that also stands on its own as a very good movie. Yeah, um, the the one kind of thing that I was like, okay, like I kind of get it. And I know it's because I grew up watching Top Gun. I've seen Top Gun a thousand times. Yeah, and and not everybody who went to see Maverick has. So, my God, was, if you if you go by the people in my theater, they did because they were all older yes, than yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I get playing to a younger audience and sort of, I don't know. I feel like it could have been a little more subtle with with the callbacks to the first one. Yeah, like, there was a a lot. Uh, like like they show yeah. pictures of him and Goose, and it's like, oh, that's. I was like, oh man, look at that. That's kind of tugging on the heartstrings a little yeah. bit. And then <laughs> he's staring through the window of the bar, and they full on show the fucking clip. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a little heavy handed, but all right. But <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it to me, it kind of made sense because it it shows it it showed how much even like you know thirty years later, this still weighed. On yeah. him. Yeah, um, maybe not that scene so much, but it's like I would have so much preferred uh, obviously have someone who's seen the movie so many times, like the the piano, right? Yeah, piano yeah, yeah. Scene. Just me re- recognizing that callback instead of them showing it. I yeah. think that I, yeah. I like that kind of thing a little better. Yeah. But no, I'm agree. certainly not bitching, but like, man, I was like, oh, he's going to sit down and play the piano just like his dad. And then they have to show it. I was like, wow, yeah, I know. I was in the moment there. And you just got to, yeah. But, but also anyway, it's funny um, because, I mean, like, you know, um, so so Miles Teller plays, you know, call sign Rooster, who is, you know, Goose's son. He was like four years old. You know, I mean, it's like like yeah. Meg Ryan was like, oh, your father used to love to play this song, so I'm going to teach it to you. <laughs> like, it's right. a little like, okay. But, yeah. um, but I was reading an article. I, I So basically, Tom Cruise, they had wanted to do a Tom Gunn sequel for a while. And, and he had these really, these memories of, you know, he had wanted, you know, they had all the pilots in the original Top Gun going up with, um, or sorry, the actors going up with actual pilots, but they kept throwing up and passing out and they ended up switching to like gimbals and a soundstage. And that stuck with Tom Cruise and he hated it because, you know, he, he's a licensed pilot. He, fly, he flies airplanes, acrobatic planes, helicopters. He does all of it. Um, and so he you know, really kind of bugged him that in the original Top Gun that they, they couldn't do that. So he was like, I am not doing this movie until things get to a point where we can actually have actors and actresses up there. And so, so when they finally, they, they kind of, uh, the, the director, um, uh, Joseph uh, Kaczynski, and then the writer and um, some of the writers approached him and were like, look, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to put IMAX cameras outside of F-18s. We're going to have them actually go up and doing the things. And Tom Cruise designed, just like Maverick designed the flight training in this movie, Tom Cruise designed the flight training for all of the actors and actresses. That included going up in acrobatical planes, do, pulling those those high G maneuvers, getting the actors and actresses used to pulling high Gs so that when they were up there with the F-18 pilots, they weren't passing out. In fact, the one guy um, who passes out as part of in the movie, okay. he actually, he said, like, they train you. There's these moves you do. You start with your calves and you flex your calves and then your thighs and then your butt and then your core and then your chest to push blood up into your brain to keep you from passing out. He actually said that Shit. while he was doing the 5Gs, like he actually 
had to fight himself to stop doing those movements because he wanted to actually pass out because he was afraid otherwise it would just look like somebody with their eyes closed. So yeah. like they did all of that oh, stuff. <laughs> like he made like it was over three months where he had them doing all of these moves, all of that stuff because it was so important to him that they came across like real pilots. Sorry. Yeah. You know, doing all this stuff to the point where the scene at the beginning where they all walk in the bar, they filmed mm-hmm. that twice. The first time they filmed it was before all their training. Then they all walked differently, like the fucking badasses they were having gone through all the training. Oh, yeah. So they reshot that scene because they were like, they walk different now. They carry themselves different now. They carry themselves the way people who've gone through this shit and, and, and have a bit of attitude about it would carry themselves. So they yeah. reshot that scene of them coming into the bar. Um, so, I mean, like, this was not something where they just... And, and one of the um, actresses, I think it was um, uh, Monica Barbero, she played Phoenix. She said, mm. like, this is the peak. And Tom Cruise was like, don't say that. This is not the peak. Like, we picked you because this is the beginning for you. We know that you're going to go on and be the next generation of, you know, movie stars. Like, we picked you because mm-hmm. we knew this was the, the, the beginning for you. And it's like, and it's that level of, like, that willingness from, of everybody involved to bring that level of realism to it is what, in part, makes it so good. Because when you're watching this, you feel like they are flying those planes themselves. They are up there. Oh, yeah. They even had to match things to where, you know, for some of the F-18 pilots going, okay, the sun would be coming in this way, so you have to fly this way. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, actually trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, you know, the, the, the actor's point of view is going to be from here, which means we need a shot from this way. So fly and revert. Like, all that shit. So, like, and that level of detail shows because, I mean, you, I mean obviously you know they're not actually up there flying, you know, F-22s or whatever they are, but you feel like they are. Yeah. And that's what makes it so good because you get so invested with the fact that like they're actually you know when the guy passes out you're like he's gonna die i'm gonna watch a man die on film right. yes. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then it's also just a good movie so it's like yeah. all of that together and here's the thing like I, I don't get me wrong. Like I, Tom Cruise is a is a weird dude. All the Scientology stuff is super weird, but it's like I'm fine with it, because, and I shouldn't be because some of the Scientology stuff is like fucked up beyond belief. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's like, uh, but you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, please don't ever have there be a report that you're a virulent racist like <laughs> yeah, right yeah it's sad that's where we are these days <laughs> please don't end up mel gibson like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, all right so our last movie uh is is hatching uh which is a finnish uh kind of horror movie um about uh written and directed by hannah bergholm um with a story by uh Ilya Rautzi. Um, and it stars uh, Siri Sololina as Tinja, uh, the young girl, uh, Sophie Hakula as mother. Uh, so, so basically, Tinja is a young woman. Her, her, she lives, or sorry, young girl, she's like 
don't know, 11 or 12. She's a, a gymnast. She lives with her family, and her mom is, like, a, a video lifestyle blogger who keeps, like, making all these videos about how perfect their lives is. But yet she's, like, having an affair with this guy, and her father knows she's having an affair. And I was like, well, if she's, you know, basically it's like, well, if she's happy getting it from that other guy, then all's good. Um, and so <laughs> Tinja is, is under a lot of pressure to, to basically kind of what she feels to be perfect. And, and one day um, a bird, like, I don't know if it, it gets into the house, uh, and I think they, ki- they end up killing it. Um, yeah, mom snaps its neck. Yeah, mom snaps guess. its neck. Like she captures it, gives it to her mom in a blanket. And mom's like, yeah. snaps the neck. <laughs> um, she throws it out of the garbage pile, but then she finds that the bird had laid an egg. So she takes the egg, puts it in her bed. It gets huge. Finally hatches this giant bird-like creature uh, who over time, through some am- absolutely amazing practical makeup effects, yeah, uh, transforms into a double of Tinja herself, but also is, like, linked to her mentally. So if Tinja's kind of mad at someone, like, at one point she's angry with her friend because her friend is, like, you know, doing better in the gymnastics routine. Well, this thing mm-hmm. goes and attacks her. Um, um, and then it, it, it kind of, movie kind of goes from there in terms of her dealing with... Her stuff at home, and then also this murderous bird double trying to basically <laughs> kill anyone that she kind of doesn't like. And it was, um, uh, I mean, the, as I said, the, the practical effects were really, really cool. There were some very gross, <laughs> yes. <laughs> where like it's like yes. half bird, half tinja, where like half of her face is gone, but the bird kind of beak is still there. At the end of the yes. day, I gotta be perfectly honest, I don't really know what the movie was kind of saying i don't either like it's one of those things where i, I thought i assumed i was like oh, okay it's like uh, it's like black swan only being very literal with the yeah. swan part <laughs> like but we're not supposed to know we're supposed to like wonder if the bird thing it really exists or if it's all in her head and she's the one doing the stuff uh but it doesn't seem to be the case it seems it seemed to me that it, it was very real i think so Absolutely. weird fucking thing <laughs> Yeah, a weird movie, um, but yeah, man, the, the effects were absolutely amazing. I mean, amazing. Like the, right. the before it started to kind of look like the the girl, like when it was just the bird thing with like mm-hmm. sort of human arms, it looked. Fu- I mean, it was like some Henson level shit. Yeah, like, that's right. That, of, yeah, like 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 Dark Crystal, absolutely. Yeah, and that movie Crystal, freaked me like, the fuck out as a kid. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, the other thing I will say is. Is this uh, mother, as she is known, uh, definitely gives Mrs. Carmody a run for her money as one of my most hated fucking. Which, to the actress's credit, man, she did a great job because I hated that bitch. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, you know, you were supposed to. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 it was entertaining. Um, I just. I, I just couldn't help but try to look for deeper meaning where I don't think there really was any. I think it was just kind of a monster movie. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you could say, like, the mom, like, this was, like, you know, the mother trying to present this squeaky clean image of what was going on was, you know, kind of willing, like, okay, if this was a situation where the movie was almost, like, from the mom's perspective, and she kind of knew that this creature was taking over for her daughter, but just didn't 
uh, say or do anything because it was more important that her image as a yeah. lifestyle blogger w- would, um, you know, took precedence than you could say, okay, well, it's like a commentary on, you know, sure, you know, social media and, and everything about, you know, how important it is. Like, like the image is what's more important, but that's right. not really what was going on. And then from the, the daughter's perspective, I mean, yeah, like her mom wanted her to be the best, but it's like, okay, but I, how is that? What does that have to, it's not like she hatched this bird and then the bird girl was going and doing the gymnastic routines and killing, yeah, that's her, what like I you said, Black first, Swan, right? like killing yeah. her rivals. And she was just like, yeah, she shouldn't be killing my rivals, but I'm in this, you know, drive for perfection, mm, you know, exactly. it's what I have to do. So I, I agree with you. I was just like, I don't really know what it's supposed to mean. It, 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 you know, I mean, the ending, I kind of understood it in the context. I mean, I understood the ending in the context of the film, but when the end, when the film was done, I wasn't really sure what it was saying. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> lamb, lamb to me yeah. was very much like, this is very clear. This is a fairy tale. This is a modern fairy tale. Um, and I could kind of, I could definitely kind of understand like what it was saying. This movie, I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, you know, worth watching. I mean, definitely for the, 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 the creature effects alone, um, yeah. were, were worth watching and, and, you know, um, obviously, you know, just because we don't get it doesn't mean it can't be gotten. Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just because it flew over my head, listen, they don't have to go very high. <laughs> it does not have to have trained with Tom Cruise to fly over my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, uh, my uh, what's it, the hard deck? Six inches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, let's see. So on the game side, so real, I would, real quick, playing Sniper Elite 5, um, it's very excited when I started playing it. I'm still enjoying myself, but for a game with Sniper in the title, I'm stabbing a lot of guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Sniper Elite series has always been about, you know, kind of, you know, it's kind of like Hitman, where when all hell breaks loose, you're not really equipped to survive extended mm-hmm. firefights. So you either need to, you know, kind of reposition and essentially run away or just don't get in those situations in the first place. And on medium, this is, that's not the case. Like the AI on medium is pretty brain dead. You absolutely can post up in a doorway and watch Nazis just funnel through Mm -hmm. and just like stab. And then the next guy be like, Oh, Hey, what's that? And then stab. Oh, Hey, what's that? Like I, I, you know, I've I've assassinated more guys in a game with sniper in the title than I did in all of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I've only done like three missions. Like the 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 long distance sniping that like you've come to expect, where you're you're finding vantage points and you're masking your shots so they they don't know where you are. It's it some of it's here, but so much of it is not is not laid out in a way to allow you to do that. And I, I don't really know why they would have changed things to, to be that way. 
because then it just becomes, you know, kind of just a normal, I'm going to crouch and sneak and stab this guy and hope that other guy doesn't turn around and bury, you know, drop this guy in a, uh, in a storage crate, you know, and, you know, kind of make my way through the level. And, and because the, the AI is so brain dead, it's like, honestly, half the time, if they're like body discovered, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not yeah. like Hitman where like, you know, d- there, there's a if you're going for high scores in Hitman, you're like in and out. Nobody knew I was there. No bodies discovered. I only killed the target. I've murdered every single Nazi that I've come across, and there's like to go. It's like it just doesn't. It, it, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just that there's no. It, it benefits you to kill as many people as possible because you get experience for all of them. You're not mm. score chasing like you are in a Hitman game. Um, you know, but that being said, so much of it is like this kind of close quarter stuff where you, you're literally just like, all right, I'm just going to hide in this doorway and maybe I'll do a whistle or I'll just follow his, his pattern of movement and I'll stab him. And yeah, I mean, like I could increase the difficulty, but for me, like if I put a game on like the normal default difficulty and going by the text on the screen where it's like, Hey, if you're used to action games, this is a good difficulty for you. And I'm able to just, like, for the most part, breeze through it because the AI is dumb enough to where they'll literally see four bodies stacked like cordwood and just be like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. So right now I, like, I go through it. I I do everything at every level, all the optional objectives, you know, the people on my kill list. I kill them the way, um... You know, if you kill them a special way, you unlock a weapon, and then I kill every Nazi that I find I come across. But once I like get to where I'm not getting skill points anymore, I, I genuinely don't know why I would do that. It just seems to be yeah. like at that point you'd be like, get in, do the objective, exfiltrate, get out. Um, yeah. Which is not how I like to play these games. Like I loved, I love the feeling that you are a fuck like from a distance you're the finger of god like you yeah. see a dude 300 yards out he's like you have your you literally have his life in your hands but it, 5 feet away eh, not so much <laughs> you know like <laughs> you know so to feel like i can just hide behind a crate and stab to death an entire regiment of german infantry just feels it doesn't feel right for what this game has done in the past. Not to say it isn't entertaining. Not to say I'm not having a good time with it. It just feels like a step backwards because there are so many games like that where you could, you know, you're creeping around and you're you're stabbing people or whatever, or just being able to, you know, raise, you know, shoot someone. People hear a gunshot and you can just run away. Right, mm. they're not raising alarms. It's not bringing hell down on you. It's just like shit yeah. goes red for a bit. You stay that put. Certainly was the case in, in other ones. I mean, exactly. Right, like 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 getting detected in a sniper elite game. Same as in like early Splinter Cell. Like early Splinter yes. Cell. It yes. should be a big fucking deal. Yep. Because you are just not equipped to handle what comes down on you as a result of it. Right. And here you're just like, yeah, bring it. 
And you're like, yeah. ah, it just doesn't seem like that should be the case. Yeah. Because you're yeah, such a fucking wizard at 500 meters, you can't yeah. also be a boss at five. That's, that's the trade-off. The, that's kind of the thing. For as much as I have enjoyed what I've played them, that's kind of the issue with Zombie Army Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's what happens in that game. You you There's a horde that's constantly coming towards you, and you don't really have instances where you can post up and hide and snipe. You know, you have to be really fast with the sniping in that game because before you know it, you know, there's there's a fucking trail of zombies working their way up the stairs behind where you are and you got no way to get out. Right. Um, and that's kind of where you know, I know Zombie Army Trilogy is a thing because it was a PC mod initially. Yes. It just became so popular that they ended up making releases out of them. But but yeah, that's it's very much not sniper elite. It's it's just and, you can and, snipe a couple, and then it's like pull out the shotgun or machine gun. And that I'm I'm fine with that because it's a different it's a different yeah. game, right? Yeah, you know. But like, like killing someone in close quarters in Sniper Elite is like that. Your heart should be pounding. Yeah, like you just got into the tall grass by the skin of your teeth, and somebody jumped up on you. And you managed to to stab them because nobody else was around. Mm. Not there's a guy fucking three feet away with his back turned. Like I literally killed guys walking downstairs. They came up to see where I was. They went, oh, we're all good. I walked down the stairs. I killed a guy. The guy walking in front of him was just like didn't even know it happened. I walked down four more stairs, killed him too. And it's like I just don't feel like. I feel like the AI just needs a little bit more of a kind of situational awareness um, mm. because it's it's so easy and and I don't I don't feel like I should have to increase the difficulty, which then takes other things away to make up for that the AI is not capable at the the default level. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. But. Uh, in other news, the new season of uh, Destiny dropped. I don't know about you. I am seriously digging the new seasonal event as being like a almost like a public event um, yes. rather than like a dedicated. Like on the one hand, like being a dedicated event was great because you knew you'd, you'd get enough people. It was match made, six people. That's what it takes. Right. You do it. You could be running around the, the Leviathan and it's just you trying to do this. Um you know, trying to do this uh, this public event, but it feels like being able to um, navigate through the Leviathan and do patrols and try to kill nightmares and all that shit. It just felt more like the seasonal event was more. It was just better integrated into the story that the season is telling. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, that being said, as you've seen spending four hours circling the royal pools or the pleasure gardens trying to get <laughs> fucking, you know, Crispix the crunch of fire yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck uh, to show up so you can so, kill him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's always, that's always been a thing for death. That's just destiny. But yeah, it's, you know, it, uh, here's the thing. And I'm not going to go off on this uh, particular subject because I know most people don't give a shit and, at my age, I should. I mean, obviously, I should give a shit about some things going on, but the the idea of a Destiny community um, and the reaction so far to um, to this season 
is kind of funny to me. And it goes back to memeing on everything before you even really have an idea as to what all this like in, in, for this particular example is what the season has to offer, what what's going on, um, how to how to use um, Solar 3.0 and all the the different artifacts and things like that. It's been out not quite two weeks as of this recording, and the bitching started on like day three. Really? Like about what? Oh, Void was so much better. And here's the thing. And I'm I know having you're a blast gonna, with Solar. I am too. But I, and I also know you're, you're going to agree with me on this. Th- th- they're going off on how much better last season was. No. And, oh, my God. Like, Four weeks? Do you, Are you do kidding you me? Do you forget that last season launched along with a giant fucking DLC? Expansion? Exactly. It you, wasn't the season that was so good. The this, season was an afterthought. The season was, was, f- was four weeks long. It yes, was four exactly. weeks long. Because you, Sean, and I, in week five, are like, are we we're done? Are we exactly. going to get, like in week 12, are we at least getting another mission? And it was like, nope, four weeks, that's that, it. That was it. And, and people like, shitting on solar and shitting on this season. And, and I saw, I've seen videos, uh, uh, season 17, whatever season it is, fatigue already set in. No, I'm having a blast. What do you, I don't, Oh my, I don't get it. I do not understand. I'm having, I love solar. Uh, my, my blade barrage is back. You know, I'm Hunter. My blade barrage is back. I fucking love it. I love the seasonal weapons are great. Much better than last season. Yes. Um, so I, I don't understand all that shit. And then the other thing, and I'm not going to get too deep on this, um, is, you know, the, there's a difference between not being happy with um, a video game that you like to play. And, you know, you could you could argue that Bungie being as transparent as they are with their community, um, you're going to get, you know, dickheads in doing that um, a lot on the Internet. Mm. But when when you know there's a difference between being not happy not not being happy with a game you play and threatening the life of someone who works on it and and this is a thing that has happened so many times with this game and, and other games admittedly yeah. but it just seems like it's it's a never ending thing and I can't even begin to imagine what it what it must be like to to spend no. so much of your time. And in energy, um, doing something you're passionate about that you believe in, that you're proud of the work you've done, only to have a 12 year old tell you to kill yourself because you, you you mentioned on Twitter to them that Twilight Garrison is not coming to Destiny 2. Like, yeah. it's just a sad, like, sad fucking thing. I mean, what I what, I what I don't think people understand, or at least young the youngsters don't understand, is like. There are so many, like, so many rules and corporate mandates about what you can and can't say, what you can and can't do. Even if you know what the right thing to do is to say that trans rights are human rights, like, we shouldn't be fucking, and I'm, I don't even want to get into it because this is all part of it, but, like, the, 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 the level to which... The, the 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 state as a whole, both at a federal level and a state level, are coming to bear on so many marginalized communities right now, is like soul crushing. So you even if a studio is 
wants to say just the barest minimum of people should be allowed to be who they are and not fear for that. You should be allowed to raise a child and let them be who they are and not feel like you have to be concerned about what they can talk about in school or whether they can fucking play sports. Like, these fucking dipshits that go online and are just pissed off because this gauntlet or that fucking helmet doesn't work. Like, for Bungie to get bought out by Sony and to say, fuck you, we are saying what we say, we are who we are, and we mm-hmm. will never be muzzled. Like, like to make, to, to continue to say, Black Lives Matter, here's a pin. Trans Lives Matter, here's a pin. Like, all of these communities matter to us. And I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck whether Sony wants us to say it or not. Like, you don't understand the level of balls that yeah. takes. Because the corporate pressure, like, don't get twisted by all these fucking companies who put out pride logos for the month of mm-hmm. June and then, you know, come fucking July 1st or even during the month of June are donating, you know, money to to, you know, politicians who are seeking to eradicate trans people or or limit what you can talk about in school. Uh, you know, like don't don't think just because fucking Arby's puts a, and I'm not shitting on Arby's, it's just an example, you know, that they have a rainbow flag on their Twitter logo, that that means that they give a shit. Like, this is a company that actually yeah. gives a shit, and they've made mm-hmm. mistakes, and they've admitted they've made mistakes, and they've admitted that they're trying to do better, they're working to do better, and it's going to be a process, and that's how you react? Like, a video game is important. Like, I love Destiny. With all of my heart, I love Destiny. I mean, I just finished a two-year project of making emblems that I cross-stitch. And the first thing I thought about when I was done was, what emblems am I doing next? Because I love it that much. Yeah. And I, I love that you and I play every week. I love that Sean and, and you and I play every week. I love that I play every week. Like, I love this I love this game. But more importantly, I love the fact that the people who make it value the same things that I value. And they, they put that shit out there. And they're not perfect, just like I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. And anybody who, who spends their time trying to make this world a better place is going to stumble and make the wrong things. But the fact is they're... They try to learn from their mistakes and do better. And you're going to fucking tell them to kill themselves over a fucking perk or a piece of yeah. equipment? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And I mean, I... Just, yeah. It's just a thing that keeps happening, and it's infuriating to me. I and I don't, I don't understand it, and I never will. And I don't... You know, I didn't have the internet when I was probably the age of the kid that did this, but I still can't see myself ever doing no. it. You know, I just, no. I just don't understand it. I can't I imagine know. myself at 13 or 15 or 17 or 19 ever telling someone that they should kill themselves because they made a thing I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's disgusting. It really is. Yeah, but, you know, uh, do you hope at the end of the day, you know, deleting uh, his Twitter is the the worst part, the worst thing that happens to the poor dev who 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 tweeted the, about the Twilight Garrison. But you know, I I genuinely hope he was just like, yeah, fuck Twitter, I'm done. And, and I mean, I think not- that's I think you would have to get 
I mean, I do think you you would have to get to that point. You you would have yeah. to get to a point where you're just like, I want, and that's that's I think what bothers me is that you have people who are as excited and passionate. I mean, no one who makes video. Here's the thing: video games, movies, anything creative. Whether you, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you write write books. I don't care if you make songs. I don't care if you write plays. I don't care if you crochet pigs. I don't care what the fuck you do. If you do something creative, a, a piece of you gets put into that when yes. you make it. It's your time. It's your effort. It's you. It, it's 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 wondering whether you know you've you've made the right choice with with this thing or that thing. And and it all it in whether it's the smallest thing or the largest thing. Some of you is in it. Mm-hmm. And so when you put it out there, it's, it's out of love. Not mm-hmm. all the time. There's definitely people who are trying to cash in. But for sure. the most people, I genuinely believe that if you make a thing and you put it out in the world, you're doing so because you, you love it and you're putting it out there because you're hoping maybe somebody else is going to love this as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a game developer who's active on Twitter – you're thinking, I want to make sure that I'm being honest and being transparent with my fa- with the fans of the game because they love it and I love it. That's why I spend mm-hmm. so much time on it. And I just want us to be all on the same page. Mm-hmm. And if people come back and are like, well, fucking kill yourself because this perk's not coming back, I'd get the fuck off of Twitter too. Yeah. I mean, I, at the very least, I'd be like, I'm deleting that account. If I really want to be on it, I'll make a new one. And I'll yeah. lock that shit down. Yep. Why yep. wouldn't you? Yep. I mean, I I will be one hundred percent honest with you. Bungie, one of the work from home states is Florida. I look all the time to see if there's jobs. I would love to work for them because yeah. I believe in them and I believe in the work. But I also go, ooh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Just, that's yeah, not applying for a community manager. That's for damn yeah, sure. No shit, right? <laughs> no shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like there. I hope, and I mean, it's a million times worse for women online. So oh, let's. Yeah, I mean, sure. my my hope is that the folks who make this game can have the opportunity to recognize how much all of us who most of us who play love it because i mean the reality is you know we've talked about this before is that you know destiny is unfortunately beholden to multiple groups of players you've got the people who mainline the main stuff because they're trying to get to the end game stuff as quickly as possible you've got the streamers who make their living off of all the different videos, so they're trying to get to higher level shit as quickly as possible because they need to be to have, you know, that you know, here's the master dungeon first playthrough and blah blah blah. Then you have folks like us, but even folks like us, we're split into two camps. Hey, I only give a shit about PVE. Hey, I only give a shit about PvP. So they're battling, you know, four different, you know, uh, kind of user groups player bases mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time and I feel like they do a pretty good job they make mistakes but they also say like yeah we kind of fucked up 
Uh, we're gonna oh, we're, yeah, that's we're gonna put this back like like weapon sun setting. Yeah. Yeah. Eee, that was a mistake. Yeah. Didn't work out. We're not doing yeah. that. Um, and so you you hope that they recognize that the very vocal um, people who kind of shit on things do not represent you know the majority of people who play yes. the game and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. That's what I hope. I do too. I, I know that's hard to. It's a hard pill to swallow when you 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 almost can't help but feel like it's all negativity when so much of it is the vocal minority. You know, <laughs> right. very vocal. So yeah. Uh, so you know, for as much as we talk about how much we love it, and other people probably, I, I just you know, it just feels like these negative voices are much louder than we are. And I think it's because there's you know, and we we've, we've talked about this before where. You know, there's money in negativity. You you can, mm-hmm. if you and I were to make a, a YouTube channel where we went online and talked about how great Destiny was, you know, whatever, we'd probably not do well. Right. If we if we made a YouTube channel where we're just like you know, whatever, season of the broken, right? <laughs> you know, with our fucking yeah. bearded faces and like, you know, like yeah. face downturn <laughs> and then this like 20 minute video of how much it sucks. Yeah. It, we'd probably do great. Millions of we'd, views, yeah. Yeah, we get all these people coming in, like, oh, Destiny sucks. I haven't played Destiny. My favorite was when, like, there's an article about Destiny in the comments. Well, I haven't played Destiny in five years because it sucked. Why the fuck are you reading this article? Exactly. You know Dead what? Dead game, broken game. Yeah, know, all like, that shit. oh, my God. Like, okay, are you, are you, are you serious right now? You haven't, you you haven't played this game in how many years, but yet you're fucking, you read an article enough to then comment on it? Yeah. What do you don't have better things to do with your life? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if I watched a movie five years ago that I fucking hated, that's it. That's yeah, it. I'd that's that's the tweet. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. We're done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw it. I might at lunch say to my wife, This movie was terrible. Yeah. Six months later, maybe if you mention it I'll go, Oh yeah, that movie I didn't like that. That was bad. Yeah. Five years later, honestly, five years later, oh. I'll probably be like, "Did I watch that movie?" <laughs> exactly. Especially if it's something I didn't care for. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which I'm reading a review of the Twin in six years and I'm like, "Oh yeah," writing a comment. God on it. damn it! <laughs> this game is this movie's bullshit. Yeah. No. Who has the? T- who has the time? And I and I'm not one of these people that's just like, like I can keep multiple thoughts in my head at the same time. I'm not somebody who's just like, oh, you're mad about this? What about the forests? Like, yeah, I can be mad about that too, dumbass. I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, I can be mad about multiple things. Trust me. At any given day, at least a dozen things. (laughs) Oh, I'm so, like, I have a seven-minute drive to work. I am so pissed off in those seven minutes already. (laughs) Like, work has no chance. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's not even that. It's not even that. I, it's like I'm not capable of, of of maintaining multiple concerns in my head at the same time. It's that if there was a thing you engaged with, an entertainment thing, okay, like not like a thing that like like your job, or like or like a somebody you 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 were in a relationship with or you broke up or you know whatever your your fucking brother became a deadbeat and keeps hitting you up for cash. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Something important. This is like a pop, like a like an entertainment thing. You engaged mm-hmm. with it and bounced off of it. How is that taking up any more time in your head? 
yeah. more than what a week later. Right. Like why? Right. Why? Why? <laughs> like, do you? Is your life that devoid of bad shit that you're like, well, I guess I have to be mad about Destiny. I haven't played it in seven <laughs> years, but everything else is going so fucking great right now. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have everything I've ever wanted in my entire life. Everything's perfect. I need to be mad about something. So let me talk about how there was a time when I had to level up exotics, and frankly, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, there's a whole... We have more... You have more ways to fucking spend your time, waste your time now than ever in all of recorded history. So if you're spending even a fucking second ruminating on something you did and didn't like, like, that's a second wasted. You could be watching fucking whatever, just, like, anything else that you like. Yeah, there's lots of things you could be doing. (laughs) You could rewatch something that you liked before. Like, hey, you know what? I like this thing. I'm going to watch it again. Yep, still like it. Yay. Play a game you do like, maybe. Watch Too Oops. Fast, Too Furious. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> more can't, more bros per minute than's ever been committed to celluloid. <laughs> watch, watch and learn that Tyrese also wouldn't be very good at Sniper Elite or oh, Splitter God. Cell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tyrese. Uh, well, you know what? He got work. He got paid more for Morbius than I probably made all year long. So That's absolutely correct. You know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> if someone knocked on my door and was like, hey, we're making Morbius, do you want to be a cop? I'd be like, fuck yes, I do. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Even if he was like, it's going to tank. I think I got a badge in the car. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be terrible. I'd be like, I hope it's terrible. Yeah, you can <laughs> <better>. <laughs> like, if you want me to be in it, I can guarantee you it's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, I I would not be in it if you thought it was going to be good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, shit. I swear to God. In, that's another thing. In my, in my made-up cinematic universe, we're the, we're the Halloween four cops of Morbius. I want the I want the clown music playing when we walk out in the hole. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I one of the things that's always struck me and it made me laugh is like years ago I remember listening to Pat Oswald talking about something and he said like one day he was on a movie and Brian Dennehy was on a movie. And he went to craft services, and he was, like, kind of loading up his plate. <laughs> and Brian Dennehy was loading up his plate. He said, Brian Dennehy looked at him and went, character actors, huh? And they both had a laugh about it. I would love to be, like, like the movie's not on your shoulders, right? Yeah, You're just there to add exactly. some flavor. You can look how you look. 20 extra pounds, 30 extra pounds, 10 pounds underweight, wrinkles, gray hair, doesn't matter. It's no one's going to the movie to see you you obviously want to do your best but eh 
like, at the end of the day, oh, yeah. your name is like here's the thing: if your name is nowhere on the poster, that's what I want. Those yeah, are the rules here. that I want. I want to be like, oh, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh career. shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What did we see him in? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Five minutes at a time. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> because I bet between the SAG minimum and those residuals, you make a pretty fucking good living. Yeah. Being with none of the bullshit. that guy. Yeah. None <laughs> of the bullshit. You could probably go to Publix and people go, ah, like, yeah. He kind of <laughs> looks like that guy, but it's not him. He's a public. Hey, you know that guy? <laughs> eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to go to the Met Gala. I don't want to have to figure out what no. fucking deli meats I'm stapling to my tuxedo. That's right. That's too much work for me. Who has time for that? Not no. me. I need to be in my pajamas six o'clock yeah. on the weekend. Let's be honest. Oh, as soon as I come through the door, the basketball <laughs> shorts are on. That's it. I'm, I'm shutting it down. Seven I'm o'clock on weeknights, but only because a lot of times dinner goes late. On weekends, mm. six o'clock. That's yeah. six o'clock's cocktail hour. If I'm not in my pajamas, then I better be out somewhere else getting a drink. But if I'm out getting a drink, why am I paying eight dollars for a drink out? I can make that at home for like two bucks. That's right. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So RGLA hit us up. We'll do commentaries and Bungie. We're happy to manage your community and we'll kick everybody the fuck out. Yep, and we'll be cops in your movie. Goddamn right. <laughs> no, why pay? Why pay? I'm not gonna say top dollar for Tyrese. Why pay mid dollar for Tyrese? You can pay low dollar for us. Yeah. I can. I can supply an audition tape. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been episode 149 of Bar Look, it's it's all shit out there. Not gonna lie. So find something you like and just enjoy it. Yeah. And if you like it by yourself, that's totally fine. If you like yep. it with other people, that's fine too. But just find something you enjoy and, and, and enjoy it. And don't feel bad about enjoying it. Like, Don't feel like, oh, it's a guilty pleasure. You don't have to be guilty about enjoying something, unless it's heroin. You should probably rethink that. But if it's a movie, TV show, <laughs> album, whatever it is, like if it's a piece of pop culture thing, you like spending your time with it, it makes you happy, helps you get through the day, and, and and go to bed and wake up the next day, it's all good and and don't feel bad about enjoying it. Yep. Lord knows we don't. Um we will return in two weeks with uh we do have <laughs> we have dash cam we have to watch yes. that came out. Uh I will tell you, um I looked at it and it was like popped up and it was like the guy's face on the poster and I was like, Wait, that's the one we watched before? <laughs> I was like, No no <laughs> That's not it. Uh, so we have the, the dash cam that we thought we were watching when we watched the dash cam from multiple episodes ago. Um, so we'll definitely be getting into that um, in, the next, uh, uh, in the next episode. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, we, we've got a bunch of other things uh, that, uh, that we'll, be, we'll be watching. Um, I know that... Uh, um, uh, shit. I'm hoping at some point. I don't know when. Like, I'd like to see men, and I want to see Crimes yeah, of the Future. I just don't know what, how that's going to line up. Well, I know Crimes of the Future. It got a limited theatrical this weekend. It played nowhere near here. Yeah, I can tell you that. So. Yeah. So there's a lot, lot of good stuff coming out um, in uh, in the next couple weeks, uh, or that we just 
haven't talked about yet. So, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, hopefully you will be here with us. Um, so this has been episode 149 of Divided by Werewolves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. We look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good time.